Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, like the uh, Super League show coming out on a Monday. Uh, you know, this is Wednesday. There's no point in just talking about last week's games. But... I need to bring you video comments. People should read the YouTube comments. They say don't read the comments, but A, thank you to everyone who does comment. I'm looking at the cameras there. I'm looking at the monitors there, cameras here. Uh, thank you to everyone who comments. Uh, Ronald's just listening in from Chicago. Uh, subscribes to the magazine as well, most importantly, because that brings in money. Um, but uh, Martin James, who's a regular contributor, wrote three paragraphs. I'm going to skip to the last one. because He was writing, writing about the pink and the green and the there was a newspaper strike in the 60s. Don't buy the Yorkshire Evening News, he says. Um, but he says, I also remember Leeds Central Reference Library. That is where I often used to bunk off school, at least in winter, or if I didn't have a bus fare to go exploring. You could read up on much more interesting things than stuff at school. The cops and school attendance officers never came looking for truants there. The amusement arcades down Vicar Lane were a different matter. Going there when you were bunking off was a mugs game. Uh, besides, there was always the art gallery next door to the library. There you might view some classical works in the style of Rubens or similar, depicting half-naked women. At 14 or 15, I didn't know much about art, but I knew what I liked. Now teenage lads have the internet. Uh, thank you to Martin for that comment, which I think pretty much sums up the audience of this programme. But at least someone's listening and paying attention, so we're all in favour of that. Uh, thank you very much for all those who've uh, already watched or listened to yesterday's programme. It was different to everything we usually do. So that's why we're here to just talk a little bit about rugby league. Although, you know, as I say, there's no point in really talking about the matches last week, Phil, because although we'll talk about the women's game because no one saw them. But um, I didn't see Catland speak Wigan because I was out. I was in Sheffield watching Sophie Ellis-Bexter, which was probably better than watching Wigan. Uh, losing 28-0. Uh, Huddersfield beat Cass 36-24. I did watch that in the afternoon. Uh, Hull beat Leeds 31-8. Salford 16. Hull KR 26. Salford's wheels have fallen off now, obviously. Uh, well, St. probably Helens... not, because they play Leeds this oh, week. Oh, they play so... Leeds this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, St. Helens 28, Warrington 2. Wheels definitely off the uh, Wizzy Rascal. And uh, Wakefield 1, so that's the most important thing. 18 points to 6. Tom Johnston did his thing. He, he, he threw the ball in midair. 
And some people say, it's a fluke. And of course, yeah, doesn't matter. It looks yeah. good. Reminded me very much of Dean Farre doing something similar for New Zealand in the semi-final of the World Cup against England. And it, it's an incredible skill. And that, as we've said lots of times, is exactly what we should be publicising on social media. To be able to have the presence of mind and balance to know exactly where you are whilst you're in the air flying into the crowd and get a ball on the inside for a try. It's just phenomenal skill. And that, uh, you know, that is what we should be highlighting. They got it out there quick as well, did the uh, Super League people, in fairness. So I can't knock them Brilliant. for that. No. Um, so well done, Rachel. We won a game. Uh, we won two over the weekend, but more on that to come. Um, Saints are top of Super League. They are five from five. Uh, who have they got this week? Uh, uh, they're away in Toulouse. There you go. So six from six for uh, St. Helens. Who, they've got some of those players. Who, people, teams picking up injuries before they go to France. It's very odd. Uh, but, you know, Saints could probably, you know, Anyway, regardless. Uh, I mean, I know we won't, we won't go into any huge amount of detail of, of last week, but um, I think it, it is worth saying that, um, you know, Saints have had some difficulty with Warrington during mm. the regular season, even in this run of three consecutive um, titles. And they were absolutely imperious. And everybody quite rightly makes note of their attack. And, and again, the other clip that, that went viral um, after the game was Johnny Lomax's explanation at the touchscreen with John Wells. Absolutely brilliant. You know, seven minutes of mastery, not only of understanding what he did, but the way he explained it was, yeah. was so uplifting and uh, it was such a positive for rugby league players. Um, I know that occasionally we joke about what they say on social media, but when you've got Johnny Lomax explaining exactly how he sees a move developing, it you know it it is science of the of the highest degree. And we keep saying, "Oh, rugby league, it's a simple game." It's not. When you've got somebody like that explaining exactly how he's manoeuvred players into position to get the result that he wants, you know that that is science of the highest order. Uh, um, and and that was brilliant. And and I think you know a lot has been made of. Um, Saints attack, but their defence is just ridiculous at the moment. Um, and again, to not concede a try against one of their likely title rivals, even at this stage of the season, was was hugely impressive. I think you're right. This week, um, they'll probably need three or four replacements, which is not something that they've had to do for the rest of the season. I think we've seen from the last couple of matches that Toulouse seem to be hitting a bit of a Super League groove, although they haven't yet pulled off a win. Um so, yeah, I, I think, you know, you will see the result of top playing bottom. But Saints were just magnificent. And it just mm. needs saying more often because I think it there's a danger it gets taken for granted. I think the other result that people will want us to comment on is whether Leeds are in crisis or not. And uh, you know me, I have mitigated on for a number of years, made excuses where I believe there are some. Uh, I can't find any for that no. performance. Not against Hull, they were just a, such an inconsistent side. And I know everyone's banging on, oh, Jake Connor set up 13 tries this year, but that's not in every game. People forget. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, in fairness, England could have picked him this week because no one bothered to turn up for the you know training sessions. That's good in World Cup year, isn't it? I think the other thing about that game is that, again, if you focus on uh, Leeds underperforming, you don't pay enough credit to those yeah. who were absolutely outstanding. And whilst... Connor probably quite rightly took the eye. Um, the performance by Chris Sarte was as dominant as 
Alex Wormsley. You know, we, we quite rightly laud the fact that he is the guy upon which St. Helens base a lot of uh, what they do or the, the speed of their line and the power of him going through it. Uh, but Sarte, I think, according to Hull's stats, made something like 235 metres. Uh, you, know, you, you could add three forwards together and not get that. It was astonishing. Anything else happening in Super League we need to mention? Cast did fight back, but, you know, they lost. I think, again, the debate remains around um, yellow cards. I think we're at an average of one a game at the moment. I think um, um, Aaron Bauer did a piece today analysing that the amount of cards that have been shown in the first five rounds is a third up on this time last year. So clearly there is, there's always a, as, as Ralph Rimmer said, there's always a bedding in period when um, you're going to have a purge on something and it does tend to settle down after the opening four or five weeks. I think that the difference at the moment is between um, the, the issuing of cards and the penalties that then come on the back mm. of them that people are saying there's an inconsistency. And when I say people are saying, I, I've never seen as many players um, you know, go to social media and say, look, we, we need some guidance. There's been a meeting today between the coaches and Robert Hicks um, on Zoom. I, I've not seen anything out of that meeting yet. So um, presumably there'll be some guidelines on to, you know, what, what is and isn't acceptable. Coaches will. will so the, the one really interesting thing I thought, and, and I'm, I think you might have picked up on it as well, is that both Ian Watson um, and Lee Radford after that Huddersfield-Castleford game were almost accusing players of, let's call it professionalism. Um, there were a lot of equations with what happens in football and milking situations mm. to your advantage, which, let's face it, there's always been players who've milked situations to their course. advantage. But if they are going to call out professionalism, are they prepared to deal with it in their own club as well? Will they drop somebody that they feel... Um, you know, has got has gone against the, the the moral code that they're trying to say others are not living up to. And, uh, you know, often it starts at home. So you've had two coaches there that have effectively accused the opposition of something. But nobody has been singled out. Nobody's been stood down by their coaches. Uh, they can have the meetings with Robert Hicks. They can put out the public statements after matches. But if that is the law now, then some are going to have to put their own house in order if they think they've got players that are trying to exploit the rules or are coaches saying publicly one thing and privately another. So, you know, players go on Twitter and they're quick to criticise referees. Big fan of, um, uh, what's he called? Bradford fella, J- uh, John Lilly, um, who of course isn't leading England in the World Cup. Uh, having to go at Chris Kendall for uh, sending um, George Williams to the Simbin for offside because persistent offsides leading to a yellow card has been a thing for a dog's age now. So I don't yeah. know where Jordan Lilly's been hiding for years to miss that one and have a go at the referee. And also um, Leeds Hull on um, Thursday, um, Liam Moore asking uh, Liam Moore sending people to the Simbin here, there, and everywhere. And um, Luke Gale on the telly asking, is this a yellow card? And the simple answer to that question is, yes, it is, because Liam Moore's given a yellow card. And we're five weeks into the season. And if you haven't learned what's a yellow card yet, then more for you. But the players, are they going to come out and criticise their peers for uh, diving and milking situations? And if they do, then, you know, hands up. Fair enough. But if you're going on telly, on social media and saying this and the other about referees questioning their uh, their rulings, 
are you going to do it to your mates? You know, Rangy Chase sent out a tweet, and that's what I, you know, said. It's up to the the players can sort themselves out, but they're quick to criticise referees, but not to criticise themselves, and that's where the issue for me comes anyway. It's all right blaming the referee, but you never blame your own mates, do you? So we'll see what they do. Um, I'm waiting for the discipline to come up anyway, because um, there are two yellow cards in Wakefield and Cass in the Women's Challenge Cup at the weekend. Not for headshots, for having a bit of a scrap. So I want to see what the uh, the disciplinary makes of that. Well, no yellow we cards for headshots, what, though. We saw what happened in Perpignan, didn't we? We saw uh, Kate Ellis of, of Wigan get five games and Jordan Desaria or Desaria, depending on which commentator you follow, um, he got three. Um, and, and again, the, the players were told at the beginning of the season that, you know, punching attacks to the head that were, um, you know, part of a fight scenario were going to attract maximum bans. So, uh, again, both of those clubs, I think, have accepted that and we get on. But in, interesting if uh, that set the template for the women's game, because uh, five games in that, you'd be missing, what, a third yeah. of the season? I've got to say, it, it wasn't as uh, violent as the instant in France I, I don't know what you I, someone's going to have to help us with the language of things because the traditional thing you would describe a fight as is handbags I'm not sure you can use that in women's soup league so someone can help us out with the language on that one but man uh, bags man bags uh, but it was uh, it Bum was quite bags. amusing because they both got sent to the Simbin and then you know but no high shots and I know people will say well the game's slow or whatever but there were no yellow cards for high shots so Either women pay attention to the rules or and the men don't it, it all. Can be done. Yeah. It can be, it can be. Um, I, I I didn't tweet last week, and I could have done. And I, I know exactly why the BBC showed Barrow versus St Helens in the Women's Challenge Cup, and I know everyone's gone, oh, it's great, Saints, right, and this and the other. And that game was always going to be that result. I think you should show games that are going to be as close as possible, or at least in theory will be close beforehand, because I think you get a more entertaining game. And I'm not saying Saints wasn't entertaining because they are entertaining to watch, but it was one-way traffic. Um, 68 nil. it is what it is. Uh, Warrington beating the Army 50 points to eight. Leeds beat Huddersfield 38-8. And that's, that's an interesting result, that one, for both sides, because obviously Leeds have brought in some interesting players in the off-season. George Roach obviously being the most high profile of those. Huddersfield have strengthened as well, but they're having to make a big leap up themselves. Uh, Lee Miners Rangers beat Hull 72-0. Uh, Bradford lost to Wigan 44-6. Uh, York beat Dewsbury 78-0. Uh, Wakefield 32-10 over Cass and Featherston 30 points to 10 over Alton. That Group D is going to be the most interesting one in the Women's Challenge Cup, and we knew that before the start, so I don't know if they're going to pick a game in the next round to show an hour league or whatever, but I'll be looking at a game from I that think, group. Um, I think it's York, because York are playing oh, yeah, a doubleheader, men and women, so... Uh, yeah, there's no other games this week sense. apart from that one. So the week after, I would pick Wakefield and Featherston, but I'm biased, but Featherston will probably win that one. Um, I... The interesting thing about the Women's Super League this year, and we've kind of mentioned it before in terms of the branding of Lee, and I'm not picking on Lee Miners Rangers here, but the, the Women's Super League is the elite competition, yet one of the clubs in it, and I know no one gets paid, so it's kind of a weird thing to hang a hat on. But one of the clubs is an amateur club in the elite competition 
in uh, I know they're there on merit. I'm not saying they shouldn't be there, but it just it stands you think out they like a sore thumb. Re- rebranded, like perhaps a well, in the wheelchair game, where we've make, seen Leyland effectively sense, become Wigan, and yeah, I, I think the um, the other thing about that is really interesting news coming out of Australia and the women's game yes. over the last 24 hours that. Clearly, they're having two seasons this year. I think we said that last week. It started off really high standard, been getting great viewing figures and um, some some good attendances at the grounds as well. But they've already announced their plan for how the the women's game moves forward. Um, They're going to eight teams in 2023 and they're going to 10 teams in 2024. They're already taking applications from some of the NRL clubs, like, for example, the North Queensland Cowboys, who haven't yet set up a women's team so instead of mm. uh, rushing inside it it's it seems a, a planned progression they're also uh, clearly they've got a lot more money at their disposal they've just announced is it 40 million uh, australian dollars surplus across the whole game and they are looking now to to, to start to salary women and um introduce the idea of a marquee player um and and again i, I just think clearly we're both almost starting from the same place when it comes to women's rugby league. You don't know how many people are going to want to play. You don't know what the initial standard's going to be until they've started playing and you can begin to raise it. But I, I just think you're right that w- we may have gone down a road of let's get teams in and, um, and, and let them find a level, whereas the Australians have gone perhaps the other way and said let's find a level and then get teams in. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see which is the... Uh, which is the preferred route, you know, maybe three or four years from now that, uh, the, what the standard looks like. And clearly, obviously over in Australia, they've got, they've got, a, I think New Zealand Warriors will be back. They yeah. were an initial team, but, but had to pull out, um, because of COVID and, and weren't allowed to travel. I think we've got, um, you know, uh, Papua New Guinea players playing in there as well. And, and, and so clearly that, there probably is a greater talent pool like there is with the men's game, but it's really interesting to see the different ways they've decided to go about developing their competition. Well, the amount of debutants in that Castleford Wakefield game on Sunday, and it was a good game, you know, to, it, to say Wakefield didn't win a game all, in all of 2021. And the interesting thing there is if Wakefield had held on and beat York in the Challenge Cup last year, which happened before York signed all those players, how things would have been different in that sense, but we'll never know. But the amount of players who were making their debuts in that, not just for their clubs, but in rugby league on Sunday was interesting. And it was a decent game. So, you know, but going back to Australia, asked a question on, on Twitter. And it's, it's a difficult one because of course you've got to make the commitment to go over there for the eight, 10 weeks or whatever. And that's difficult when you're having to take a sabbatical from a proper job, quote unquote. I wonder if any, England players would be tempted with a move over to Australia for that short period of time. Well, Sharp we know players have been asked has. before in the past. Yeah, I mean, Roxy Murdoch Masilla has followed um, her husband Ben. Um, I think she just she's dropped the Masilla as as a player. Um, she's playing and scoring for Brisbane Broncos. I think Shar Booth um, she signed with Manly or. But she's certainly now signed with one of the mm. NRL clubs, having gone through the Brisbane divisions. I think if you're young, I mean, I, I look yeah, at something like Carrie Roberts at um, St Helens, who I think is one of the the stars of the game, uh, came through the army ranks. I think you know if she could get a posting to Australia, maybe maintain her job within 
some role of of the forces. She, she'd be absolutely perfect by that. And and again, as we mentioned with the men's game, what is going to give us the best chance of winning the World Cup? More players having played at NRL level on a regular basis, at a, at a higher level of intensity on a on a week to week basis. Um, would it help the England women's team if they were to do similar? It, do you know it just might? Um, so you know, if Chantal Crowell decided that. Um, it was for her to go over there and try and make it, you know, now that they're being paid to, to make a career in the short term out of playing rugby league and maybe, you know, I, I don't know what her profession is, but, you know, let, let's just pick one at random. Let's say she was a nurse as well and she could combine the two. Then uh, why, why wouldn't you take that opportunity if, if it was uh, available to you? To become an agent for these women's players and get in touch with Australian clubs. Is there any money an agent in? There's probably more money in that than women's rugby league. Who uh, but uh, they, so that was it. Was good. The, the first weekend was good. Um, again, I would pick different games, but who cares what I think? Uh, you know, I am what I am. Hopefully, you enjoyed Mas- the Masters, uh, stuff. Masters is back. Uh, there yes. were three festivals at the weekend, which is great. Um, wheelchair week two saw the first win for London Roosters at home to North Wales Crusaders. Again, I think that's a bit of a landmark for the wheelchair game, um, and a big win for Wigan over Warrington, mm. but um. Good for the points um, difference. I, I suspect again that um, that is to do with the fact that you know Warrington are a new club and and Wigan have the germination of a, a very seasoned club as the, the bulk of their ranks. But that that happens in in wheelchair. So um, yeah, looking forward to to week three of that. It's, Barrow, it's all, all good. It's all it's all good. Barrow three in the Challenge Cup beating Workington. Featherstone beat Batley. North Wales lost to Sheffield. Whitehaven beat York and Lee edged out Bradford on Monday night. The draw was made on North. Uh, Barrow versus Huddersfield. Uh, Catlands, Featherstone. Hull, ver- Hull KR versus Lee. Leeds versus Cass. Sheffield Eagles, Hull FC. Whiteham Wakefield. What a terrible draw that is. Whitehaven, St. Helens and Wigan versus Salford. Again, I know why Whitehaven Saints is going to be on TV, but Whitehaven have won... I think is, is that games Ka- that are, you know, Kyle Amor is, is likely to be commentating and he's got a foot in each camp. <laughs> but, I think the White the Whitehaven result against York sort of went under the radar a little bit. I, yeah. I fancied York for that, but that, that's a great performance from Whitehaven. And of course, the, the big thing for the um, five um, championship clubs left is that you know they are four of those five are in the semi-finals of the 1895 Cup. Uh, there'll be a playoff. Um, to get uh, down from five to four. But, you know, there, there are some very famous clubs, you know, like a, a Whitehaven, for example, that could be 80 minutes from, from playing at Wembley, which is sensational. Do I uh, subscribe to Premier to watch Warrington versus Wakefield? No, because I'll be down there at the ground to watch Wakefield versus uh, Fev in the Women's Challenge Cup. Uh, but they've chosen the two or two of the old Super League games, Wigan versus Salford as well, which you would as a commercial broadcaster wanted to get people to buy... Um, subscriptions from you at least for a month. Um, Leeds Cass on the telly, brilliant on uh, BBC, BBC Two, be. yeah. BBC Two, um, Saturday afternoon, 4 30. Barrow versus Huddersfield the day after. It's, I, 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 it's not an inspiring draw, but it's a draw. It is what it is. Well, people say it's a fix that way if you were drawn away. Well, you're either going to be at home or away. It's, it's, it's not in whose, in, in whose interest would it be to fix the draw? Um, who did it? The army fella, navy fella, 
Yorkshire yeah, pros. Yeah, Yorkshire pros, Ben Taylor and uh, Lee fan, Crooks. Yeah. Lee but Crooks. What, so, yeah, so a Wakefield fan has drawn Wakefield yeah. away. Where's yeah. the conspiracy theory there? It's always a conspiracy. Uh, I, uh, of... I, I do think that Barrow deserves to be on um, national terrestrial television for all the work they've done behind the scenes. They will make that an event. And um, whether they win or not against Huddersfield, that I think they do deserve exposure for the, the way they've carried themselves over the coronavirus period they've done some fabulous stuff in the community and to keep the club going and I've I have absolutely no doubt that if there if there was going to be a cup shot which they're looking at the way Huddersfield are playing at the moment and um, the fact that you know Barrow are, are undefeated that that is exactly a game that should be on national terrestrial television um, exciting transfer news today is Ryan Hampshire's back at Castleford so uh, there you go there's something else Wakefield fans can moan about because he's not at uh He's not. It's not Wavell. He's at Castleford instead because they've got one half back, half a half back. I don't know how many half backs. Yeah, and Nile Evans as well out injured, which I think is a bit of a worry yeah. for them because a lot of their attacking focus uh, does come through through him and and threat. So uh, you would imagine that there could well be a spot for Hampshire at fullback and move O'Brien back into the halves. Are there any other news bits we need to talk about before the fixtures coming up? Oh, the, the, England, only... the England squad, which <laughs> which was put together and then didn't bother meeting in Leeds because everyone's injured, apparently. I bet they're all fit for the weekend, he says, mm, conspiracy st- theorist. Strange one, that, because, again, um, you would even have hoped that you could turn it just solely into a media event, that even yeah. if Sean Wayne could only do a run-through with half of the players that he had available, you still get them together. You still, you know, the whole idea in this World Cup year is that you know, once a month, he, he's going to have the guys in a classroom if necessary. They don't have to be out on a pitch. Um, plus, you know, you, I know you were going to uh, to interview three or four of them. There is some space there that we haven't been able to fill with news about England. And I think that's, that is that is a bit disappointing. There aren't too many sports in a World Cup year where you get the opportunity to have England together to do some interviews and the whole thing gets called off at short notice because players have been injured well I, I still think Sean Wayne would have preferred to to have his guys you know having afternoon tea together and bonding than than not but, well it's, uh, it's not as if we haven't been at Headingley or various grounds for launches of various Super League initiatives where players yeah. have been dragged here there and everywhere so I don't know why they're unwilling to do that for their country but seems decision, shame. So. an opportunity yeah. lost yeah I mean I know that um we, we paid what I hope was a fitting tribute to Dave Hadfield uh, yesterday at our event. And uh, I think the panel there was, was very representative of people that knew Dave really well. Um, and, and I think we all spoke with, with real genuine sorrow and passion about his contribution to the sport. Anybody that hasn't seen that yet, or, or perhaps, you know, uh, is, isn't in a position to, to watch it. Um, we, you know, our thoughts are with Dave. I think, you know, rugby league very rarely has somebody who universally is, is deemed to be the, the, you know, the influencer of a generation. And, and you speak to anybody who has tried to write about the sport around the time that Dave was in the press box. He, he was the guy that we all looked up to. We all aspired to be. Um, those of us that have had the privilege of um, not only working alongside him, but producing some of his work. You know, there were a lot of people tweeting uh, yesterday about the uh, 
the column he, he wrote in the early days of 4020, extolling the, the virtues of pubs you could go to on the way to grounds. And the pubs that Dave always wants you to go to are the ones that are, you know, got a bit of character, homely and sell real ale, a bit like, you know, Dave himself. Who, um, and there are still people that cut those out and kept them and refer to them whenever they're going somewhere. You know, I think we said yesterday we, we were very fortunate to publish six of his books that some would, would, were about the other loves in his life, you know, folk music and uh, uh, and, and eulogies to literature. And the, and, and the thing about that was they were just as beautifully crafted, just as wonderfully written. Um, and, and we'll miss him. And, you know, I, I remember when Sky, when they had magazine programmes, uh, had the idea of uh, Up and Over, which be, which became a wonderful book. And again, you know, so everything he wrote, try and find it and read it. 13 Winters, 13 Worlds were beautiful evocations of where, where the game is played. But that Up and Under they did as a sort of a, a boots and all series that then became the book. And, and again, it, you know, some of it is still on social media. Just the, the phraseology that Dave has when he goes to places like Hull, it, it's just it's just beautiful. Um, we, we did call him, as a, and we're not the first to do it, the Bill Bryson of Rugby League. And, you know, when, I don't know, when Thomas Keneally fates um, Dave Hadfield as the poet of Rugby League, you know that we've, we've lost someone special. And, um, you know, I, the other thing I'd point to is, Dave was the go-to man when Super League was ushered in um, in 1995. His contacts were so good; he was so well respected as a journalist and a, and, and a you know the kind of guy that people would confide in. He had this persona called George Dunkley that he used to write under in Australia. But all of those people that were involved in the the evolution of Super League and the meetings that were had and uh, the offers that came in from Sky and the merger debate. You went to Dave. Dave. Dave was the most authoritative man that was writing about that over here um, because he had the ear of everybody who really mattered. And with the greatest respect to anybody who's writing about rugby league at the moment, whether it be in a traditional newspaper format or on social media, they haven't got that. Um, you know, and Dave had that because he was Dave. Um and, and we, we've lost the guy that could get rugby league on the pages. We, we talk very much about column inches. One of the reasons Dave got column inches was because the guy who gave him the column inches, the sports editor, knew that every single word that they got would be worthy of publication. Um, so, yeah, you know, th there will be some fabulous tributes to him. They deserve to be. I just think we're still all feeling that um, it's a massive loss that we can't replace. When the... Um when the dust settles later in the year, we'll have to have a proper respective with various people who knew uh, it, Dave it, well. It would be lovely because um, he deserves it as a man and his writing deserves it. And, and his writing will, will go on forever. You know, people will be pointing to the words of Dave Hadfield when, when, you know, in generations to come, but yeah, I, I think you're right. When, when, you know, the shock has subsided and, the dust has settled that we, we need to pay as fulsome a tribute to him as we can. And um, whilst he hasn't been a regular presence in the press box for a little while, uh, the thought that, he, you know, he's not going to amble up with his tiny little sheepskin notebook and, and small pen and produce golden copy out of a few squiggles on a page is, it, it's a real sadness. It is indeed. Um, 
there's nothing else to say, is there, apart from what's coming up this week, I don't think. Um, can't really follow that. Thursday, Wakefield, uh, Wakefield, Wigan and Castleford. Um, get, get a bit, I mean, we, we've said all, yeah, well, ever we've been doing this, that, the you know, we, we are not advocates of putting coaches under pressure. But however, depending on how Leeds and Castleford go this week, the two of them then meet the following week in the Challenge Cup. There's a possibility that for those clubs, half of their season could be over. Um, it'd be very interesting to see how the clubs would react to that if that was the case. And I'm not saying that uh, that Cass will lose at, at Wigan. I thought, you know, Wigan have had the whole week in France and need to come back and reset themselves because it hasn't been that successful for them. Um, uh, I, I, you know, they made so many mistakes against what we know is a is a is a really hard Dragons team to beat, particularly over there. But Wigan offered very little. Um, took a, a couple of steps back over that week away. It'll be interesting to see how they respond. Um, Thursday, of course, when that game is played, is the anniversary of our first ever programme on Radio Yorkshire. So, uh, is it? It is wow. 17th of March 2014. Um, wow. I have the, the programmes up on our um, thing. Oh, damn, it's playing in my ears now. Um, but it's two hours long. So, if you want to listen to that, I'll, I'll put was the link it, was it any tomorrow. good? Um, you're on it. Um, was I? So it must be good. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's a lot different to what things have become. Um, but there you well, go. there was no template for it, was there? So no, there was, uh, it's very strange listening back to it. But it, but it is there, and I'll, I'll tweet the link out tomorrow because it, it's who, who else was on. I think it was just you. Um, I, I mean, I could listen to it now and while we're talking yeah. and see if we can find it. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff on it. There's like, well, that's you. That, there's Mark there Wilson, clip, never heard of him. Clip, clips from games, weren't there? So yeah. From commentaries, from games and interviews. I just us, yeah, I think it's just us three on that one. Don't know. Uh, of course, Nelly didn't go on to the air, but that's uh, another story for another. I think when, can, when eventually everything falls apart, we'll tell that story. Can you, um, can you smell sandwiches being cooked downstairs? <laughs> the bread, yes. <laughs> Do miss the bread. Uh, on Friday uh, Salford leads that's on telly Catlands versus Hulke why is that on a Friday night I think because is it one of them play on Thursday the weekend Thursday yeah, something like that I, 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 I think I, because because they knew that there could have been a Challenge Cup game on the oh, Thursday yes, yeah, that, that they scheduled that on the Friday but um, I think Catalan are playing on the Friday for the Challenge Cup Um so, yeah, I think it was just to, to give teams a, that, that breathing space. Fair enough. Salford leads on the telly. That'll be a game. Um, on Saturday, it's uh, Toulouse versus St. Helens at five, which apparently is not on TV. So, again, people asking, why is this not on TV? And they go, oh, it's not on TV. But on Channel 4, uh, what everyone's been waiting for, Wynton are going to do something ridiculous, aren't they? Uh, we know they are. Uh, as they take on the might of Wakefield Trinity, who have won the title twice since Warrington last won it in 1955. Um, it's not going to be their year this year, um, but they, they they must have something ridiculous planned for the pre-match. I mean, that the, the Dragon thing, that was a bit rubbish um, against the Catalans. Um, Wizzy Rascal were probably not, all off now after two weeks. But. Not going to knock them. No? I think they've trying, got some really they? good ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with Adam Hill's front in it and his... He won't be hiding the fact that he's a Warrington no. man. Um, yeah, good. I think um, 
be interesting to see what their lineup is this week. I think there'll be some <laughs> there'll be some changes. Um, and and the the interesting thing about this game is is not even the result, but the fact that there hasn't been any rugby league on Channel Four for a month. Um, how will they reinvigorate the audience that they gained over those first two weeks? Well, who can they get on from a Wakefield perspective? I don't know. I don't know who's going to be looking forward to it. Um, 12.30 kickoff on Channel 4. Probably will kick off on time. So that's good news. We get, we go there with a, you know, can just throw the dice. Willie Poaching at his fault. Was he, was he at Warrington at some point with Tony Smith? Or is that mm-hmm. my... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, there's not, I mean, I can't remember half the things, so I didn't know if I made that up or not, but... That'd be good. The Ben Westwood ben, derby. Ben Westwood, yeah, he'll, he'll no doubt be part of the uh, the previewing. I would think. What a uh, what a signing that was. Gave Wakefield a load of cash. Kept them in Super League as well that same year. Warrington. Um, everyone forgets Warrington were rubbish about twenty years ago. I mean, Wakefield, you know, we've been rubbish for most of those twenty years, but Warrington were as well. Um, Sunday, it is Hull FC versus Huddersfield Giants in a battle of two teams who are well, one's inconsistent and the other's second in the table. What's going on with Huddersfield? Yeah, Ian Watson's uh, methods are starting to work. Uh, they've got, a, again, some players in key positions who are relatively settled and know and understand exactly what's being asked them. So, yeah, that'll be good. The, the battle of the two teams that begin with H. <laughs> uh, in the Championship, all the games are on Sunday, apart from the TV game. Uh, it's Barrow, London, Batley, Fev, Dewsbury, Newcastle, Whitehaven, Sheffield, Workington, Bradford, and York versus Widnes, which is obviously a big game. York, it, that's on our league. We have to pay to watch that, but you don't have to pay to watch the women. So I'll watch York versus Wigan. I'm working, so I can't watch it. But I could watch that for free and then not watch York and Widnes. And then on Monday, uh, Halifax are having a party because they're welcoming Lee to the Shea. £10 for tickets. They're having all kinds of stuff and nonsense going on, pizza, which is exactly what you should be doing. Uh, for mm-hmm. these games where he's trying to get people in. I've seen lots of Super League clubs for the, or lots of clubs rather for the Challenge Cup so giving away cheap tickets and stuff because we want to get crowds for the telly. So good to see clubs taking the initiative and hopefully Halifax rewarded with a big crowd down at the uh, Shea on Monday against uh, Lee, who of course have uh, made their way into second in the table, just behind Featherston Rovers. We get to go to Batley again for the, Two times in two weeks. It's funny how yeah, enjoyed it that much. They're going back. Yeah. Well, he scored fifty-four last week. How many will score this week? That's the that's the big question for the mighty fe- Adam Cuthbertson scored. He did. On. He did. But uh, so that, that's the that's the rugby league. I knew it wouldn't be a, a long one today because we spoke a lot yesterday, and uh, there's not much to talk about. I don't think. I would. I would say that um, for anybody who's interested in how the media works, particularly at a local level, um, and let's face it, Rugby League is absolutely indebted to the coverage it gets at local level because it is geographically specific, then I think there's some interesting points made last night. And I'm not saying that that, you know, go out and listen to our podcast. Uh, it was just a really interesting panel with a diverse set of views about how the media has changed. And I think if you were a a student wanted to get into it or maybe a, a, I think we had a couple of really good audience questions about why things happen in the way that they do, then um, hopefully it gave an insight. Uh, and, and the appeal I think that came out of it at the end was we need more women in the press mm. boxes. And that starts with graduates who are now coming out of 
media courses that perhaps want to do sport, we, you know, we we need to find a way of getting them involved. So, um, if, you know, if you if you're listening to the podcast and you want a career in in writing about rugby league and covering it, and you are a, a young female graduate, uh, I, I think you know now is a very good time to be looking for opportunities. I was going to say, if you want any advice, come to us, but we're probably not the right people to ask advice yeah. from on anything because I've just got lucky my whole career, so I can't really, uh, can't really advise on that, to be honest. But, you know, if, as they always say to people, if you, know, if, if you want to come on the programme and I want to see how... We, I mean, can't really come and see how we do it. Bloody hell, just stick a laptop on. There's no great backroom secrets to this, but I always say to, you know... Any players who want to come on and get media experience, look look at our track record. It's quite good. But, you know, I don't know. I'm going to make you a star. <laughs> David Essex. Probably yeah, Dave, too young for that. We are David Essex. Um, <laughs> we are the David Essex of rugby league. Oh, what a circus. Uh, I mean, that, in, well, in, that's in, good. Exactly, yeah. In answer to two questions from last night, well... In, in well, one answer, one question. Could you write three thousand words on pre eighteen ninety five rugby? One match, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could. Well, you but, but you had no and stuff line outs. You had nobody to contradict you, did you? Well, that's true. You could just make it up. Yeah. So you could write whatever you wanted in whatever detail you wanted, because that was the report that people were hanging their hat on. Couldn't wait to read it because that was the only chance they got of an in an away game. Um, of of knowing what had happened. So, I mean, I did because we're in an audience setting. I couldn't say typical Leeds blaming the referee in 1893 or whatever in Cardiff before um, we'd even got to Northern Union. It was the referee's fault. The referee changed into women's clothes and got a boat home. Have I mixed up two that stories was, there? No, that yeah, that was when uh, Leeds Parish Church were Sorry. at home because they were known for abusing the referee, which is nonsense. <sighs> Parish when they church represented a church. Yeah, well, that's what they oh, got yeah. shut down for in the end. Obviously, Wakefield Trinity, you know, we would never have someone chase Carl Kirkpatrick off the pitch with an umbrella. Um, and the other thing was, why, why don't people criticize players in match reports? Because when Scoey had a go at Mark's lead, everyone had a go at Scoey. So, what can you do? And he, he's he's the legend, he's in the Hall of Fame. So, if he's if he can't criticize players, what hope has anyone else got to do? We can still slag off wrestler, that's all right. You're allowed to do that, we know that. So. Uh, but I think that's it. But yeah, go back and listen to yesterday's program because it's interesting. And now we've done two programs in two days. We should be firing right up the iTunes charts, right above uh, out of our league, if we're lucky. Because um, <laughs> they're our new rivals, obviously. Um, Phil, pleasure as always. We'll do something next week. I'm not sure exactly when. Um, I keep meaning to um, ask people to come on next week, but I've so far asked no one. So that's good. Because uh, I've got, a, I'm, I'm having a week off work, but I've not booked anyone in, so I might send some emails in the morning uh, to ask people if they want to come on. Well, uh, and again, if anybody watching has suggestions as to who they'd like yeah, to hear from, we're, we're more than happy to approach them. Yeah, why don't you tag them in tweets and uh, shame them into coming on the program, <laughs> unless they block us? Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see what we can do. I'm sure we'll find someone. Um, and then hopefully the week after. Um, or is that, uh, I don't know, is that a bank holiday? I can't, no, we're not in bank holidays yet. We're, we're approaching Easter, but that's, uh, I think, the, the middle of, of April. So yeah. uh, we'll have well, to work around those games. We'll, we'll see when Sky's available again, because obviously he wasn't available this week because he was at Johnny Whiteley's funeral, uh, sadly. But uh, we are having a bad period of time in terms of 
significant people in rugby league and, and their passing. So David Stevenson, yeah, another, another who we should mention, yeah. 63, um, absolutely no age. And again, one of the very few players who won every single medal that is available to a player. Um, because the year he transferred to Leeds with Mr. Schofield, he won the Yorkshire Cup. So he became the <laughs> Lancastrian that owned the Yorkshire. I think there's only five or six players in the history of the game that has won every single medal it's possible to win. Um, and David Stevenson was one of them and uh, was a very, very talented and, and elegant centre. Um, and again, another one that I think when Scoey comes on, he'll be, mm. he wanted to pay tribute to. Kicked all the goals in the World Club Challenge against he Manly. He did. I was there. Fantastic night. 37,000 at the old Central Park. You could not move. Absolutely raucous atmosphere and a real blood and thunder game that just because there were only penalties was one of the most exciting, intense matches you could ever want to witness. And yeah, it was Stevenson's four goals that won it for Wigan. Did everyone bash each other in the head in those days? Because obviously that's what they did. The there was days. lots of head bashing. <laughs> and as Sean Wayne will tell you, the only game he ever won the Man of the Match award for. Um, well, we could have asked him about that. but uh, Well, in fact, he wasn't up for interview, so we couldn't have asked him that. Never mind. Um, so we'll be back next week with uh, some more uh, stuff. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to yesterday's programme. Thanks for all the comments about my hair, uh, which looked terrible on the video. Um, I'm going to stick with it. I can't be bothered. Um, it's a midlife crisis and it? it's easier than buying a car because uh, you can't drive so you're not buying a Ferrari but there you go uh, we'll be back next week with more exciting red hot rugby league debate just like David Melly used to have on 606 in the days when Chelsea weren't owned by an evil Russian they were owned by an evil man called Ken Bates it's funny how things turn around in it Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.